Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. folks um welcome to the dystopia i'm pain that's panic (laughs) what's up and we're here to provide commentary about the end of the world (laughs) no no we are certainly are not (laughs) i certainly are not giving you the most important breaking news about not any of the news that you've been keeping up with over the past week or month or four years or hundred years nope uh, it's just about the Twilight universe. That's mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Just the breaking news. I And that's what you deserve, you know? And honestly, as we have said for the past four years, the reason why we have kept this show news-free <laughs> <laughs> is specifically for our sanity. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. to have something to come to every week where we can ignore the news for an hour. <laughs> yes. And that's for you, too. So you're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I feel like my brain capacity is much more intact than it was yesterday. Hey, um, same. I, I do feel like I am functioning properly, which is definitely an improvement. So that's a plus. <laughs> it's good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, My thing this week is something that has been a very sizable distraction these last week or so um and it's of this man named tim rogers now Mm. you may be like who is this guy i don't know who he is either i just stumbled upon him on youtube (laughs) uh apparently he's like this video essayist guy where he needs more of those Right. No. Yes. Correct. He's he, he's like a forty year old white guy. I'm sorry in advance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But <laughs> bye. Hear me out. Just bleep all of that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I saw a video in my recommended feed on YouTube, and it was a six hour YouTube uh, video that was a review of a Japanese dating sim from 1994, and I was like. I tell not say no to a challenge. I want, I'm curious. You've piqued my interest. So we talked for six hours about teenage anime girls uh, in the 90s. But it's also incredible and incredibly, like, it's just like a, a, obviously a behemoth of a project. And it's like a very cool thing. Why make several different episodes if you can just put them all in one? Seriously. Yeah. It's like, and why not waste away for six hours? (laughs) Just like very beautiful, like images of games of yore. And also this is a game that like nobody can play anymore. A, it's all in Japanese. And, like, it's incredibly hard to find a copy of it, like, in general for any console that will work today. Sure. And yet, he just goes on this deep dive about how it's incredibly important, and he played it, like, 14 times for the video. And it's just bonkers. Um, So that's where my brain's been at. Oh, my God. First of all, that sounds incredibly interesting. Yeah. And very thorough. Yes. Second of all, 
do not tell Rowan Ellis about the video yeah. essayist because she will take it as a personal challenge. <laughs> sure. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She'll be like, great, good. Uh, if he's doing it, so will I. Right. It's like the, the first ever 10 hour video essay <laughs> about something gay. Yeah. Just, oh God. Which, great. I'll also yeah. watch it, but goddamn. Sure. Yeah. And that sounds on it like very necessary at this mm-hmm. time. Like we've talked about before, like watching drama channel, like something yeah. very niche totally. to dive into at yes. this time, which sounds very appreciated. How are you, man? What is your... Th- um, I am okay. I feel Great. very much, as I've mentioned very, uh, like a lot throughout the show, I have <laughs> yeah. a lot of references to Sesame Street. I'm feeling very much like Mr. Noodle right now. <laughs> sure. Trying to do yeah. any basic task. Yeah. And kids are like, Mr. Noodle, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just trying to like, I don't know, get dopamine. And yeah. they're like, Mr. Noodle, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's just I'm kind trying of my best. where I'm at <laughs> in life right now. Just trying to yeah. exist. But yeah, I'm all, I, you know, I'm all right. Just the first week back from school. It's been a busy one. I'll say yeah, that. Going, everyone's going pretty smoothly, I'd say. <laughs> it's been a eventful one. <laughs> yeah. I my happy thing is remembering that plastic gooey slappy hands exist. Yes. Oh yeah. Because I was not allowed to have these <gasps> as oh, a child. Man. Yeah. Because if any of you have ever experienced the joy of a gooey, slappy hand boy before, <laughs> these motherfuckers peel paint like no joke. No, for real. <laughs> Especially in a cheap house. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I like fucked up my dresser as a kid. Yep. <laughs> Just peeled right off. Exactly. Um, so I was not allowed to have these. I distinctly remember playing with one at daycare. Just because the daycare that I went to had, like, fucking cement walls. So it was just, like, a free-for-all. Right. Um, but these were not allowed in my house. I mm-hmm. The nice thing about these is always when they were new. Because I feel like a day in, they would always get shit on. Like, they would always get fuzzy or whatever the fuck. Mm. They would always be less sticky. But yeah. when they were new and that sticky. That pr- fresh out of the, the container. That shit. fresh goo. Yeah, that fresh good. <laughs> it's, that's, that good shit. New merch incoming. <laughs> when that fresh goo hits and it's just like the slappy hand in motion, like. <laughs> when that fresh goo hits, the, you know what, folks? That's amore, you know? I don't that's know what to tell you. amore. <laughs> that's just the truth. Oh, it's just how wow. I feel. That, no, that's valid. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, hi, welcome into the Twilight. I think if Oh, hi, hey. Hey. <laughs> We're here. Listen. Hey. You know what? Hey, li- hey, fucking, you're listening to the show. You know. Like, we can read. We, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck off. Hey. <laughs> Get out. Scram. What are you doing? <laughs> I. You chose to, listen, we didn't force this upon you. That's true. Listen, I'm bullying you because I love you. All right? It's the only way I know how to show affection. That's Ali's uh, love language. <laughs> it is. It is my love language. I'm trying to change it, but you know what? Therapy takes time. Speaking of which, we have a couple of current events here. And I know what you're thinking. You don't want any. But here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we're only bringing you the most important stuff you need to know this week. (laughs) (laughs) And it's about the Twilight universe. So 
Just listen, please. News, news you can use, baby. This is it. <laughs> That's us. That's us. I'm yeah. just telling you. Our first piece of news is from, I think this is a debut for us from Ooh. the website Editor99. Welcome to the space. Welcome. <laughs> um, and this is a, I almost positive that we have not talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And it is, some might call it exclusive, <laughs> um, <laughs> that Angelina Jolie shared she was approached to direct Fifty Shades of Grey, but that she denied it. Could you imagine? Cody, I would have passed out. <sighs> what a gift we, that was robbed The possibilities us. are endless of how this could have been so much better infinitely on every level on every conceivable choice angelina jolie would have brought it there could have actually been chemistry between (laughs) the two characters yeah for sure absolutely first of all like on its most basic level that could have happened and on the second there could have actually been a a storyline of sex and yeah. passion that involved consent mm. and of BDSM that sure. was like properly represented. Cause you know Angelina Jolie is kinky as fuck. Y'all Absolutely. remember? You <laughs> remember the blood? It's you true. know. It's true. It but was she, it palpable. I was a child when I saw that blood <laughs> around her neck. It changed me as a person in a good mm. way, but it changed me. <laughs> I knew when I saw Angelina Jolie as a child with Billy Bob Thornton. Also, yeah. I will never forget that it was Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> it's an that important detail. <laughs> she was not to be fucking messed with. Mm-hmm. That, like, it would have made this movie so much better. But you know that she saw that E.L. James had, like, fucked about with the script. And she was like, right. no, this is trash. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. This is not my text. <clears throat> no. Now, Absolutely here's not. something I can't. I'm very distracted by on this page. This, as is a new site to us, um, I'm learning its kinks and like its little like little quirks and stuff and all that fun stuff. Um, And so it feels like these are translated, possibly. Oh, Um, absolutely. Because a lot of things are like not capitalized. Like, but notably, in the first paragraph, it says Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. Who acted as Anesthesia and Christian Grey, <laughs> respectively. <laughs> My favorite unrespected character. She often went unnoticed in this. Anesthesia Steele. <laughs> Listen, free drag name for anyone who wants it. Anesthesia oh Steele is fucking funny. Or Anesthesia Grey. Either way, funny. So go with I love that, it. if you will. I appreciate this website for what it is, mainly sure. because of the typos. Yes. I think that, honestly, it gives it some vulnerability. Yes, totally. It's like there's a real human somewhere in here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it honestly makes me think that, like, there's, I don't know, it, it, there's some power to these mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that about it. There is something about Angelina Jolie directing a movie about sex that I think really stands out to me, but I just don't know that even the strongest of directors could have made that script good. Oh, sure. Yeah, I I would agree. But at least 
any of the sex would look maybe interesting or like dynamic or like True. sexy maybe that's fair that's and fair i believe that there might have been a good a good shot at this it does give me a little bit of hope yeah but also good on her for respecting herself enough to say no you know just to be like (laughs) absolutely not no thanks actually she knows her worth and i I respect that absolutely i agree could you share our next piece of news please and thank you absolutely i would love nothing more this is from cheat sheet baby from writer alani vargas who friend of the show hello who wrote a brave article about how Phoebe Bridger's songs would fit perfectly in a Twilight movie. <laughs> it is an incredibly powerful piece. It's so powerful. Uh, I Like, awards, give it a Pulitzer, like, something. <laughs> like, this is really important journalism, and thank you so much. She lists a bunch of songs from Miss Queen Phoebe Bridger's. Um, also, after stating from an interview that Phoebe Bridger's as everyone does, loves the Twilight soundtrack. Sure, Um, of course. And if given the chance, you know, to make a song for one, she would have. But alas, was not a musician. Was just a baby. (laughs) 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 What I would fucking give... Could you imagine Kyoto just fucking slamming in, (laughs) like, like a new moon depression sequence? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Or, like, (sighs) the baseball scene? Like, something, you know? Seeing these songs lined up against these options here like a parallel version of the saga Mm -hmm. against these examples here makes me want so much (laughs) like (laughs) I think what it really makes me want is someone who is incredibly skilled at music curation Mm -hmm. to do not even like a, a recut version of the Twilight Saga now but to Pro- look at the films right and to do new soundtracks for each of them given the music that we have yeah in our current sure. decade because looking at these i'm like holy shit we have so much more music now mm-hmm. so much of it that fits a lot of the tones of each of those films right and i would love to be able to see people whose jobs or like even whose passions are curating music like that Mm -hmm. because I think that was always something that I loved about assignments like that in school but I think (laughs) you have to like you have to have such a vast catalog of music knowledge to do something like that sure yeah and it would be it would be a dream to to know someone who's who is just incredibly skilled at that and see what they come up with. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me that would be something I would like way more than seeing like a revision of the films. Like I don't want to I don't know. I don't want them reshot anytime soon. What I want is a not like a redo of the soundtracks, but I want like a, I don't know, like a version two, I guess. Yeah. But I love this article. Something about it really hits with me. I love seeing the way that people interpret scenes with songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it is a super delicate skill to have. Totally, and yeah. So I loved it. It made me very excited to read it. So maybe, maybe one day. Maybe um, one day. I'll have a little recut. <laughs> I would, oh. Oh my god, especially the score, fuck. Yeah. Those scores Ugh. of those 
are some of my favorite. And so being able to have new music to analyze would make me incredibly happy. Yeah, mm. for sure. Chef's kiss. I love it. Ooh. It has been a minute since we have had a screen rant corner. We've had to kind of, I feel like we have less quantity from them. Sure. But we're we're still getting a good quality. Yeah. Which is, I love that. Um, this is a piece from Elizabeth McGowan focusing on 10 questionable parenting choices in Twilight. Love that. Which we know there are many. Yes! Almost exclusively. Really, <laughs> any parental choice in this is a bad one. And again, it is not specific to the Twilight Saga. I feel like if you look at a lot of YA pieces, um, mm-hmm. you're like, um, hey, actually, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> But that's okay. Is there one of these numbers that stands out to you? I mean, I just love the absolute gall to put allowing Bella to marry Edward in the first place on the list is so funny. Because like, yeah, absolutely. Wild choice. The idea of, and I recognize that this is 2005. Um, Yes, things were different. It's, you know... (laughs) Like, but just enough. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Barely, but let's do I'm. I am saying that, I'm saying that it is different just because I was in fifth grade. Like, (laughs) and I couldn't personally do anything about it. Right. But the idea of people, any time, honestly, past 2000, getting married at 18 seems wild to me. Seems, uh, What? What is the reason? For why? I It has always seemed very confusing to me. Just because a lot of the propaganda that I always received about it mm-hmm. um, growing up was, like, if you were religious so that you could have the six. Mm-hmm. Or if, like, your partner was going into, like, the armed forces. Right. That was the only... Those are the prop- options. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the only propaganda that was received... When I was growing up. Totally. It has always seemed very confusing to yeah. me personally. And especially because like they are, they do not have a culture where that is like a a, a thing. Right. They don't have to do that. <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to. It's good. You can just no. vibe. No. And especially because Bella was like, no, it's cool. Like we can just fuck now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but Edward was like, no, no, no. Like. I need to marry you. You have to be my betrothed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I do too love the idea of like imagining Bella and Edward like those people on Twitter that are like, I'm 18 and I just married the love of my life and bought a house and like all these things. What are you doing with your life? Like that kind of vibe, you know? Literally. I just love that. I think that's a fun, because that's, that's just, whenever I think of people getting married at like 18 or 20 or whatever, I'm like, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. It's like flexing for no reason and <laughs> being like, what have you done? You lazy right. people. Like what? Can we just relax? <laughs> yeah. Can you just stop? It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, to me it is, especially because all of the people that I know who, in my life, who got married very young, had Mm. financial support, like had familial financial Mm -hmm. support. And so it's like, when they do that, like, what have you done with your life? And it's like, stop. (laughs) Like, can you, can you stop it? And also stop, like, messaging me on Facebook to buy your MLM. Like, please right. stop yeah. it. 
Thank you. I do not Jessica. want your bedazzled <laughs> leggings. Please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I do not need your mascara. Thank you. Ugh, alternate <sighs> universe where Bella gets into a pyramid scheme. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> okay. Also, I'm so glad that you reminded me of this <laughs> because I shared this on Twitter a while ago about mm-hmm. how vampirism, vampirism, what sure. the fuck, <laughs> um, is, is an MLM scheme. Discuss. Yeah. It's um, like basically a pyramid scheme. I mean, you do have a downline, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck. I guess you're the person who I shared this from on Twitter is called the Tom Zone, and they literally <laughs> their profile picture on Twitter is the fucking photo of Zuck with the sunscreen face. Oh no, <laughs> it's so cursed. <laughs> and their argue about this is there. Yeah, that you have a downline. And I think, honestly, that they're not wrong. Yeah. So I don't think that you're wrong that Bella (laughs) did end up marrying at 18 Mm. with a kid and is in a pyramid scheme. So I'm just saying that life for her maybe isn't something that we should all aspire to, folks. Yeah, hey. (laughs) Listen... (laughs) (laughs) when stephanie said that she lived forever incredibly happy maybe just take that with a grain of salt you know what i mean (laughs) yeah maybe just just you know think about it a little bit more maybe just just hey just think about it all right yeah her downline is her daughter okay (laughs) just think about it that daughter was born into a pyramid scheme (laughs) It's not something that you want to aspire to be. Uh, poor resume. <laughs> so, honestly, I feel so bad for that clown sometimes. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Just think of that doll. <laughs> yeah, she had no chance. No shot. No, she was doing from the start. She was. Um, we have a, a last piece of news here, and it's a piece of film news. Would you like Ooh. to share about this? Yes, absolutely. This, you probably have seen this if you're listening to this because you follow us and you are a fan of Twilight. But this popped off on Twitter in which this girl named McKenna watched Twilight every day in 2020. (laughs) 365 days in a row watching Twilight. Unreal, folks. Like, first of all, the tenacity, the the drive. The drive. It's inspiring. It's fabulous i i'm obsessed with it i've literally never done anything every day for a year other than like wake up (laughs) like yeah literally fucking people making little resolutions or like i'm gonna do something every day mckenna's got you all fucking beat she already did it and she won so stop put it down (laughs) it's just she won yes I have so many thoughts about McKenna. I'm on her letterbox profile right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, she watched Twilight every day last year, which I forgot was a leap year. That's how fucked up last year was, <laughs> by the way. Yes, yeah. to answer your immediate question, we have asked her to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. She is literally in high school. <laughs> so yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, we have talked to her. She's a great literal child. Yeah. She's great. She said that we could talk about her. Everything's fine. One of my favorite things about McKenna is that her username is a playoff of Veronica Mars. Yeah. Love that. It's pretty good. Love to it's see It's pretty it. great. 
one of the things I feel like is how, how do you do this in high school? And then just be like, you know what? Like, do you write this on your college application? Like, (laughs) what do you do? (laughs) Be like, oh yeah, no, I went viral in high school. Um, because I'm a badass. Like, what do you do? I mean, like, in the before times, this is behavior that would get you, like, immediately on Ellen. You know what I mean? Like, Literally? This the, that that would be the reward for something like this, generally. I agree. In normal times. But that does that universe doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I agree. You know, I hope she can use that for something. <laughs> I agree. It's fantastic work. I applaud you. Good job. We have a couple of chapters to talk about. We do. For them, these, the host. (laughs) (laughs) Them's the host. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) These alien people. (laughs) When we last left off, we had a surprise Uncle Jeb. He's here. He's here. By popular demand. (laughs) (laughs) You all called in. Yeah. You voted. (laughs) Yeah. Weirdly, you called in. To different networks. Sure. Which was surprising. Yeah, very impressive. Because, I, you know, we didn't ask you to call into American Idol, but you did. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jeb did win American Idol this year, and so that's all on you. So congratulations. You know what? That's okay. We're here. We figured it out. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. Chapters 13 and 14 reminded me more than most of these chapters so far that we are aggressively reading a Stephanie Meyer book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That became incredibly clear. She was like, oh, you missed me? Let me pull out <laughs> all of my tropes that I do in yeah. every single book. Right. Just so that you remember. Yeah. Oh, you want some classic hits? Let me just pull them all out here for you. <laughs> you haven't gotten a bingo on my on your Stephanie Meyer book board yet? Let me, I got you. We'll take care of this. It's time to fill that whole fucking board up, my friend. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Today on your Stephanie Meyer blackout board includes <laughs> a character very badly beaten, surrounded yes. By a group of arguing adults. Yeah. Fun pop quiz. Is that the host or is that the secret life of Brie Tanner? Oh my god. The answer (laughs) is it's both. both. (laughs) It's both. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so chapter 13 is fine, I guess. (laughs) I'm so tired. Stephanie Meyer was like, hey... I know that I had J-named characters in Twilight. Right. I know that we had Jacob and Jasper. Mm-hmm. But what if in the host we also have Jamie and Jared and, and Jeb? Jeb. <laughs> Fuck off, Stephanie. Stop. Stop I have no idea who any of these people are anymore. My brain is all... <laughs> Find any other letter in the alphabet. I beg of you, please. please. Seriously. Especially because in this chapter, Melanie is like, ah, yes, Uncle Jeb is here. He's going to figure this thing out. And Wanda's like, nah, girl. He knows and sees my eyes. He knows that I am an alien. He is not going to listen to you. And Melanie's like, shut the fuck up. He knows (laughs) my body. Yeah. My body is a wonderland. I am part of this family. (laughs) He knows this bod. He knows it's me. <laughs> and so this 
Listen, I think this girl is like 15, I'm pretty sure. She's like a baby, I think. Yeah. Or like 17, I think. They're always 17 with Stephanie. Again, (laughs) Yeah. it's a 17-year-old girl. Is it Bella or is it Melanie? It's both. (laughs) Um, They're always in a half circle. (laughs) There's just like eight people. She's kneeling under a tree, very religious. She's like, again, very dehydrated. Like a little bit of clarity because some water, but like not enough for walking. Definitely still not like dead, which is, you know, an improvement. Health bar, very low. Yeah. (laughs) Still alive, but she's barely breathing, you know? Exactly. Listen, hey, I get it. We're all there. Enough that like Wander sees a knife and is like, ooh, big knife. (laughs) <laughs> and then it takes a while for her to be like, no, machete. <laughs> like, and for her to be like, bar, but long. Oh, it's a club. Like, it's yeah, taking right. a while for things to start figuring out. Yeah. Things are not going great. No, no. <laughs> and she sees Jeb and, like, starts talking about details. Gets hit. Sees what she realizes later on is her aunt. Yeah, I think it's yes. her Aunt Marge. Yes. Yeah. Aunt Maggie. Excuse me. How dare you? <laughs> her Aunt Maggie. And she's like, yo, what's up? Aunt Maggie, you're here. Is Sharon here? Catch and me up can- on everything I missed. <laughs> what's the tea? I'm so excited that you are here. And she gets slapped, like, so hard. <laughs> yeah. So much so that she is, like, tasting blood inside her cheek. Also, just to warn you all that that will... There's going to be some descriptions of, like, injury throughout mm-hmm. these chapters. Wander gets her shit rocked, like, throughout these chapters. <laughs> yeah. So just, I'm warning you ahead of time. So Wander continues to tell Melanie, like, I am telling you, this is going to continue happening. They see my eyes. They do not want me here. And Melanie's like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, if I keep telling them details, things will work out great for me. They will not. Hey, plot twist. Hey, yeah. listen. Spoiler alert. It's, it's not going <laughs> to work out great for her. Um, eventually, between all of these adults in a semicircle holding weapons, right? Jeb points a gun at Kyle. Who's Kyle, you ask? No fucking idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> points a gun at Kyle and is like, you will not kill my maybe niece. Yeah. Instead. My maybe alien, maybe niece. Maybe both. <laughs> maybe both. We will take her back to where? We don't know. So instead of killing her right there, instead, they put a blindfold on her. And Jeb pushes her for hours in the desert. Again, you might be asking, isn't Melanie slash Wander on her last leg? You are absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> she is literally dying. And yet they are yeah. still making her walk in the desert for hours. To some random ass caves in the middle she of She has no idea. No clue. At some point, she starts to, like, flat Stanley, just, like, fall over. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, bitch. And yeah. So they just, like, give her just enough water. And then they, like, pull her back up and make her keep walking. God. Again, family. Couldn't even, like, carry her for, like, a little bit. Just, like, no. a couple 
Like a little bit. No. So rude. So rude. At this point, we find out that, like, most of the group has gone ahead and it is just her and Uncle Jeb and someone else. And we realize it's uh, her Aunt Maggie. And when she's drinking water, there's just a very clipped conversation between Jeb and Maggie where Aunt Maggie's like, it's an unkind thing you are doing, Jebediah. (laughs) And he's like, life is unkind, Magnolia. (laughs) I fucking hate these two so much. What fucking like Western ass movie is this? Like what? What's going Literally. on here, Stav? Literally. These three fuckers are walking. And this is the point where I almost threw my phone <laughs> into the sea. Because Melanie slash Wanderer is like, as we walked, I considered a few sure facts. And you, dear listener, might be wondering... Uh... A few facts, you might say. Mm. Is this Twilight or is it the host? It's both. Sounds a little familiar. So, here are her three fucking facts. That she knew to be true. (laughs) That she knew to be unequivocally true. I fucking hate this so much. (laughs) One, I was not the first soul they captured. Two, he, the doc who they're taking her back to, had tried unsuccessfully before and that their death would be mercifully swift. And three, they would assume a trap, get rid of me quickly, and find a new place to hide far away from here. And four, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. (laughs) Okay, because that's the thing. So... Melanie asked Jeb if Jared and Jamie, Jesus Christ, were at their spot. And Jeb was like, no. Cool. Good talk. (laughs) Cool. So as they are walking, again, it's been hours. Finally, Jeb talks to Melanie slash Wanderer. And all he says is like, duck your head, bitch. (laughs) And because they're walking into a cave, but Melanie... And Wander don't know that. Right. All they know is they, that, like, the air has gone stagnant. And this honestly must be incredibly disorienting because it's described as they're walking down and then up for a really long time. Mm. And it's dark. And then there's light and there's strange noises. <laughs> so, a little spooky. Look, that's pretty spooky, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spooked. I, yeah, I agree. Especially because it's mentioned that they can feel the air, mm, which yeah. I don't, I hate that. I don't, yeah. no thank you. <laughs> yeah. Eventually they get into some sort of cave formation where the ceilings are pretty bright and pretty high. There are a lot of people in there, like at least it's around like 30, which mm-hmm. I would imagine is incredibly startling after yeah. not being around a group of people. Yeah. And then, of course, by the end of this chapter, Wander lifts their eyes and notices a man's face, which we can then assume is fucking Jared. Yeah. Because, of course. Obviously. So, here's the thing, dear listener. <laughs> if any of you have read any sort of dystopian YA before, 
specifically the Hunger Games series. You know what's coming next. You know how this goes. You know how Katniss and Peeta operate together. You know how this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what happens when Peeta gets part of the Tracker Jackers. Katniss sees him for the first time. Hey. Yeah. You get it. <laughs> you know. You know. Reunions are rarely ever sweet the first time back. Yeah. Especially when, again, we are, ugh, I want to say, 20% of the way through this book. That is not satisfying yeah, to anyone. No. So we get cha- to chapter 14. And of course, Melanie's like, ah, uh, yes, Jared, good, great. And just barrels towards this man, who I don't want anyone to forget is like 30 years old. Because yeah. I keep forgetting and being like, ah, uh, yes, he's probably like 20. No, 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 no. This man in any other circumstance would have like, a 401k and have like a home probably sure or at least like a fish on a profile somewhere one of the things that stephanie is not subtle about i don't know how it came across in the audiobook but was pretty overt about the lines on his face right yeah and about like no one had seen the the lines and how they had hardened and how they were pulling his face in different directions. I will say too that um, the audiobook narrator really puts on like a husky dude voice for Jared, which is interesting because really there's like a fine sliver of distinction between Melanie and Wanderer. And as soon as Jared gets in the picture, she's like, all right, time to act. (laughs) Time to put on a new voice. Oh no. That's wild. I did not expect that. Yeah. That is interesting. (laughs) It's a good, that's a good piece of complexity to know for this piece of information. Jared does not even get close to speaking in this moment, especially because his first instinct when Melanie, like, (laughs) makes her way towards Jared to, like, touch him, he just backhands her. Yeah. And makes her drop to the floor. Um, which is not funny, just in the sense of, like, I would imagine his perspective is more from a, like, I don't know, instinctual, like, safety perspective. Mm-hmm. And she is not recognizing the social cues and more just, like, seeing him as he was before, which is sad. And just keeps repeating in Wander's head, like, that he is alive. Yeah. The thing that Stephanie apparently loves to do to her main characters is continue to have them repeat in their heads. Um, Did it matter that he was beautiful, that I loved him when he was going to kill me? (laughs) Hey, Stephanie. Hey. I noticed you have have a little bit of a, a thing. A little bit of like a Stockholm syndrome, a little bit of a literally, a little bit of a love in your captor situation. How about we don't? How about what if we don't? What if you don't do that in every book that you write? Yeah, I get that you did that in your first thing. Sure. What if you don't do that in your second thing? Right. I swear to God, if we end up getting to the chemist, yeah, for real, I would die if the chemist is too. <laughs> 
But like, listen, there are so many ways for a relationship to be toxic. If that's what you want to do, baby, you can do it a lot of different ways. <laughs> for real. Like if if your shtick is just making toxic relationships, you're not the first one to do that. Yeah. But you don't have to make them all Stockholm Syndrome, though. Yeah. That's just bad writing. That's true. <laughs> and also, you're just selling the same novel multiple times. Yeah. At some point, people are going to find out. Uh, Jeb at this point is like, hey, no hit. Please hey, don't. don't. No. Hey, in this cave? Please. Hey, <laughs> please don't do the hit in the cave. Please no hit it. <laughs> this is my cave. Uh, <laughs> when she fi- when Wander finally gets up after getting their shit rocked, um, <laughs> realizes that one of the people standing in the crowd is Sharon. And it's like, hey, Nate, wait a fuck. You said that Sharon wasn't here. So what is the truth? Yeah. So. What's going on? Because the people that you said aren't here are here. So what, why, why are you lying is the thing. Yeah. Very confusing. What we then realize is the person that they are referencing as Doc, which, hey, did you know is a doctor? Hey. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting how that works out. This is a fun little quiz now for our listeners. There's a tall man coming towards Melanie and Wander that we soon realize is the doctor. He is well-liked among this group. Mm. He has kind of blondish brown hair. Is what we realize is respectable kind of personality. Talks very kindly and is very good at his job. Yes. Am I, <laughs> hey, <laughs> am I talking about the inviting doctor from the host, mm. or am I talking about the inviting doctor from the Twilight Saga? Mm, I think it's both. I think, I think both. it's both, I think yeah. Gonna, I think I'm going to go for both. <laughs> yep. Um, Stephanie, you are not subtle. No, we're You're on not. you. All right. We've been on you. This encouraging, inviting, blondish, brown-haired doctor um, that they like to call Doc from the host um, <laughs> is the one checking in on Melanie slash Wanderer Scar. And that is good, sure. They are very insistent on making sure to test Wander. Um, Because that has been obviously, like, their goal from the start. Especially since their goal, right, is to, um, I think at the end of the day, their goal is to, like, if anything bad happens, then at least, like, Wanderer dies cleanly. Right. Rather than, I don't know, the, I don't, like, I think they, the, the, by the way, the doctor is called Ian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Yeah. Um. But I think before they end up taking Wanderer, the only thing that will calm Wanderer down, well, at least and also calm Melanie down, is making sure that they reassure that Jamie is there and also safe. Yeah. So that is where this chapter ends. It's like, Melanie will go with them, Wanderer will go with them under the expectation that Jamie is taken care of. And that is where... It is left off. And then's the host, baby. <laughs> and them's, hey, them's the host. Pretty wild stuff happening in that desert. 
space. So we will then check in on that desert space next week with chapters 15 and 16. Ooh. Ooh. But until then, we got lots of patrons to thank. Damn right we do. Damn right we do. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. Beep, beep, beep. Thank you to Katie Black. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, beep. Thank you, Kylie Minty. Beep, beep, beep. Whenever I think of our patrons, I always think of them as like at a birthday party, like just surrounded by <laughs> our friends. Yeah. I don't know why. I love that. Just like just our pals <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Elizabeth James. Oh, ooh, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Shout out Jess. Love. Beep, 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 beep. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Shout out Carrie Goldberg. Beep, 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 mm, beep. Mm. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank beep. you, Zoe Steele. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Shout out. Amy Taylor. Ow. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Mulch. <laughs> Shout out Taylor Brown Town Wattner. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you to Aaron Weber. Ow. Yes. Shout out to Gwen Stanley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Shout out Kelly Beck. Ooh. Yeah, my mom. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Aaron Salinger. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you, Sophia Salinger. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Jay Molina. Pew, 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 pew. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you to Casey Yorkie. And last but not least, thank you to Sarah Blythe. Yeah. Ooh, Blythe's back in the mix, baby. <laughs> Blythe's back. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a fan fiction. for you this week it is by the author dangerous and beautiful this is (laughs) it is titled stranded it was published on september 12th 2009 and it is over a hundred thousand words and i will be reading all of it to you right now love that (laughs) (laughs) um this is a story that was inspired by lord of the flies Oh, okay. Um, And the description is, Edward and Bella get on the same plane, but it crashes in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) Bella and Edward are the only survivors, and they luckily find a deserted island to stay on until someone finds them. But can they survive each other? Ooh. So, before this excerpt starts, it is important to know that Edward in this story is deathly afraid of planes, and he is also an asshole. Love that. So, I will start reading this excerpt for you. Hello, she said. Even her voice was beautiful, like the classical music I liked to listen to. I'm Edward. I held my hand out to her. 
She looked at my hand for a second and then held hers up to me that it was still wet from washing them. I'm sorry, it's Isabella, but everyone calls me Bella, she said. Her smile lit up the whole plane cab. Her name was fitting, Italian for beautiful. I was about to tell her this, but the plane suddenly jerked violently and we were thrown to the ground. I guarded her with my arms to make sure she didn't get hurt. I heard loud beeping and screaming. The plane was shaking violently and we started rolling around crazily. The breathing machines popped out of the ceiling and I gripped Bella with one arm and the bottom of a seat with the other. It was hard to breathe and I couldn't see straight. I was so dizzy. I managed to yell something to Bella about holding on to me and she gripped my waist. I held my breath in my lungs, gripped onto the seat for dear life and prayed we would be okay because we were going down. End scene. Damn. Damn. Okay, go off. (laughs) There's a moment just before that where Edward in this story tells someone that their breath is so bad they should take a peppermint from him. Fuck. So I don't know how bad you should feel for him. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, But also, I do love that energy. (laughs) That's true. Um, But yes, I am... I would say... I don't know. I know that there are a lot of people that are very compelled by 100K fanfic. I personally, um, I, listen, that is a lot of talent. I will say that. So if you are interested in a hurt comfort fanfic that is complete, that is one that I will pass along for you to read. Absolutely. So there you be. Um, So that's all the news this week. There's no more news. That's it done that's it we did it (laughs) you did it you got to the end of the news we're here we made it congratulations (laughs) you may now go play with your sticky hands boys you can turn off your phone and just walk away (laughs) (laughs) um if you flip over your phone at this point you will now find a sticky hand toy please go throw it against your wall we are not responsible for any damage that that may incur yeah um as with any damage that this podcast may incur emotionally or physically yeah tm 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 (laughs) legally binding (laughs) that is (laughs) fuck um all right well as we say um in the pacific northwest get bit and honestly get hit whoa from our walls to yours whoa Okay, get whipped. Bye. (laughs) Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krause, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.